Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? Happy Sunday. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. It'll take you up to 245 here on this Sunday edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to. Busy weekend here locally. We got it kicked off on Friday with the mega announcement of Eric Bieniemy being hired as the next Washington Commanders offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. It's a two-year deal uh, for the former Chiefs offensive coordinator and obviously just a home run hire for Ron Rivera and company. And it's really the first big move of an offseason that we expect to be pretty busy, right? But, man, if you're Ron Rivera and this staff, this is how you kick off an offseason heading in to really what's a do-or-die season for you. This is how you do it. For all the crap that we gave and give Ron Rivera during his tenure, this hire of Eric Bieniemy has a chance to be one of these signature moments of the Ron Rivera era. And the crazy thing is, the ironic thing is, y'all remember about a month, two months ago, when Scott Turner got fired after week 18? It felt to me like Ron was making him the scapegoat for a terrible offensive plan that they concoct during the offseason. From trading all that capital to get Carson Wentz and paying him $28 million to downgrading uh, along your offensive line. You let Brandon Sheriff walk. Eric Flowers doesn't want to play for you anymore. A lot of the moves on offense this past offseason just didn't make a ton of sense. And Scott Turner was given the keys and said, hey, look, figure it out, right? It's your job. That's the way Ron Rivera coach team works. The defensive coordinator has complete autonomy on defense, and the offensive coordinator gets to do whatever he wants on offense. Like I said, Scott Turner was given the keys and told to figure it out, and ultimately we know the results weren't good enough a majority of the time. So Scott Turner gets canned, and then we hear rumors about Pat Shermer, Mike Shula, Anthony Lynn, bleh, right? Any retread you could think of was linked to the job here in D.C., And all of you were livid, myself included. I was ticked off. I didn't understand what Ron Rivera's plan was on the offensive side of the football once Scott Turner got axed. Because let's be honest, he got a two-year extension before the season started. So I was personally surprised, even with the failures that Washington had on offense, that Scott Turner ends up getting the boot. 
But the thing is, man, we were ready to burn the facility down over in Ashburn. But Old Riverboat says, hold my beer. He knows this team was a league average offense away from being a playoff team. He gets it. Despite what you all think about Ron Rivera and all the ill will that you all have towards this dude, say what you want. I think he gets it. He gets it. He took a massive gamble. Massive. Massive gamble waiting it out for Eric Bieniemy. He has to wait for the Super Bowl to be over. Other teams have already filled their vacancies. And Ron says, you know what? I got somebody in mind who I think could potentially turn the fortunes of this franchise on the offensive side of the football. But man, when you wait out for Eric Bieniemy, we were we were, you know, skeptical as to if it was actually going to happen. Uh, in the days leading up, we, we began to get some more clarity that, hey, look, this is a real thing. And yesterday it was official, signed, sealed, and delivered. He had on his damn Kansas City Super Bowl ring while signing the uh, while signing the contract yesterday, and it was just. It was a great moment, man. Excited, you know, doesn't even begin to describe the feeling that I have. Because you all know it. You saw this team last year. Eric Bieniemy is exactly what the doctor ordered for this Washington Commanders offense. Creative. He's dynamic. He's got a track record that speaks for itself. And the main thing that I'm impressed with with Eric Bieniemy that doesn't get a lot of flack, that doesn't get a lot of run, excuse me, is his ability to relate to players. Hearing other guys talk about him, like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, even some members on the defensive side of the football, he does an excellent job relating to players. So despite what you hear from LaShawn McCoy, who's just bitter about Eric Bieniemy and him getting cut from the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy is a player's coach. Very demanding, but his guys, in every stop he's been in, loves him. Adrian Peterson. Eric Bieniemy was his running backs coach when he was in Minnesota. He loved EB. And you got to. Sometimes you need somebody that's not going to be the nice parent, so to speak. And Eric Bieniemy plays the best of both worlds. He'll be your biggest supporter and your biggest fan when you have success. And he'll be your toughest critic when you're struggling. But one thing I do know, Eric Bieniemy relates well to players. He's going to have complete control on the offensive side of the football. And some of the players on the roster already expressing how they feel about the move. Uh, yesterday on Twitter, Jahan Dotson and Charles Leno, very vocal uh, about their vibe following the hire. Uh, the projected QB1, Sam Howe, uh, he showed some love as well. And, man, look, I'm ready. I'm ready because if they can bring the right guys in during free agency, despite how the season ended, it sucked. It stung for all of us. This team, if they can get the right personnel in here on the offensive line, get some more depth on defense, they have the opportunity to be special. Not some 8-9 win team, but if they get it figured out and get it clicking on offense, this is an 11-12 win team, man. The offensive side of the football was so horrendous last year that I think we may have forgotten about all the talent that's littered across this roster. We'll go more in-depth on Eric Bieniemy uh, as the show rolls on. Darren Haynes, a sports anchor over at WSA 9, is set to join us at about 1.15. Uh, he was all over the Eric Bieniemy hire, and he's got some new updates uh, on the potential sale of the team as well. Uh, so make sure you stick around at 115. Like I mentioned, busy weekend in the sports world. Last night, uh, really a hit and a miss for pro sports, and I'll explain. Uh, for the NHL, mwah, chef's kiss. Absolutely awesome environment out in Raleigh as the Caps played in the NHL's annual stadium series game. So I'm on Twitter. I didn't actually watch the game, I'll be honest. 
but I'm watching some of the videos on Twitter and some of the drip that's coming in. They drove in on a school bus. They drive in on a school bus, giving you complete high school vibes. Uh, folks were tailgating hours before, and it just really seemed like a dope environment yesterday. Uh, so if you're on the road, actually, right now, leaving Raleigh, call in. I'd love to hear from some of you uh, who were out there and how you liked it. Uh, the pregame festivities, awesome, man. You know, we saw them get off the bus with these D.C.-inspired jackets. I mean, that was my favorite part of it all. Uh, I got to figure out where you get one of these jackets. I need that in my wardrobe. Uh, but then the game comes. Then the game comes. The Caps get pounded 4-1. Uh, it's their second loss to the Metropolitan leading Hurricanes in the past three games. And the Caps need to bounce back here, man. After last night, uh, they've now lost four in a row and really have limped out of the All-Star break uh, after a huge win against Boston last weekend. Uh, mind you, though, the Caps still without Alex Ovechkin as he continues to mourn the loss of his father. Uh, but the Caps got to get it going here in the second half of the season uh, if they have any shot of making the postseason. Like I said, though, Saturday night hit and miss uh, for pro sports. To me, though, the big miss, and I know we probably all can agree on this, the big miss was All-Star Saturday night. Uh, so we had three events. First was the skills challenge, by far the worst of the three events. Uh, all three teams participating in it just didn't seem like they cared enough. They had a team of rookies. Uh, it was Paolo Bancaro, Jabari Smith, and Jaden Ivey. Uh, team Jazz was led by Colin Sexton, uh, Jordan Clarkson, and rookie Walker Kessler. And then the Antetokounmpo brothers uh, had a team. Uh, the Nassis, Giannis actually did not participate because of an injury he suffered in the final game before the All-Star break. Uh, the two Antetokounmpo brothers, uh, plus Drew Holiday, uh, was in the skills competition. But it just felt like as I'm watching it, I've watched a lot of high school basketball, college basketball uh, coming up here in my time. And sometimes, I used to get on my, my, my brother about this all the time, man. There's no cool factor when you're out here hooping, right? Strap up, lace your shoes up, get your ankles taped, do whatever you got to do to go out and get me buckets, right? I don't care about what your drip looks like on the court. I don't care if you got a couple honeys in attendance, so, so you got to make sure everything's all tightened up. I don't care about that. I know it's All-Star Weekend. Just give me the effort. And that's the thing that I felt like was lacking from at least the skills challenge portion uh, of All-Star Saturday night. Uh, like I said, Team Jazz ends up winning it, led by Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, and uh, rookie Walker Kessler. Uh, they won the event because somebody had to, right? It, just embarrassing display to watch uh, all, all around. The, the cool factor, I think, is really something that, you know, isn't talked about enough, especially with Jordan Clarkson. As I'm watching it, Jordan Clarkson is the one that, really got me to make this overall assessment of the entire event. It just felt like he was too cool for school. Like he didn't want to be there. They're going half-assed through the drills. They're jogging. What's the point of being here? And, and, and the, the whole thing for me, what was disappointing, is I'm a kid who grew up, you know, watching Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash participate uh, in the skill challenges and All-Star Weekend. We've now been degraded to Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton, Mac McClung, who? A bunch of damn nobodies uh, on one of the most pristine stages in all of NBA. And last night, just a total embarrassment, man. I'm struggling to stay up while watching it. There's no way you're sitting at your TV watching All-Star Saturday night and you should be falling asleep. That's an issue. I struggled to make it through the skills challenge, but like I said, Team Jazz ends up winning it. Somebody had to win it. They didn't go hard enough. I thought it was lame. But then the three-point contest did its best to try to try and save the show. Really good field. Uh, Jason Tatum from Boston participated. Buddy Heald from the Pacers participated. Tyler Hero from the Heat participating. And Julius Randle from the Knicks got in 
uh, because of injury. Uh, he was alongside Kevin Herter from the Kings and Tyrese Halliburton uh, from the Pacers. Uh, the winner of it all, Blazers all-star guard Damian Lillard. Third time's a charm for Dame. Uh, he'd lost the previous two times he had participated. Uh, but it was definitely intriguing. I thought it was, you know, missing the flair and intrigue. But it was cool. It was cool. I just think, like we saw with the reimagined Pro Bowl games, I think it's time for the NBA to completely revamp uh, All-Star Saturday night and do the best that they can, man, to get some stars participating in this thing. That's the frustrating part. I don't turn on All-Star Saturday night to see Colin Sexton. There's a reason the Jazz don't get nationally televised games because they stink, right? So why should I be forced to watch them in, in an event that's supposed to be fun, hip, cool? I don't know, man. I just felt like they were going through the motions last night. The three-point contest, though, I definitely think you know, attempted to save the show. Damian Lillard did his thing. But then the dunk contest. The dunk contest I was actually intrigued by because when you look at the list of participants beforehand, if you're a real hoop head, the one name that pops out is former Georgetown Hoyer, Mac McClung, and he stole the show. Showed out. Um, he had a 360 dunk that he that he pulled off last night. And this isn't, this shouldn't be a surprise to people, right? Mac McClung, what I believe was the fa- the betting favorite, excuse me, going into last night, but that's because everyone in the world knows that if there's one thing Mac McClung can do, it's jump. Forget all the white men can't jump stuff. 43, throw 43 and a half inch vertical for Mac McClung, and this is a dude that really made his living, you know, in high school dunking on people. This is what he was known for. He went viral three or four times during his high school career uh, from just these vicious, super athletic poster dunks, so I wasn't surprised uh, that Mac McClung won, but look at the other participants in this thing. Jericho Sims from the New York Knicks. Once again, who? No clue who that is. Kenyon Martin Jr. from Houston. Who? I only know his name because it's Kenyon Martin. And Trey Murphy from the Pelicans. I only know him because he used to play for the University of Virginia. The bottom line is the NBA is missing a golden opportunity, man. Be like the NFL, right? Marketing dollars are premium, right? Marketing dollars are paramount. There's no way in hell that we can continue to move forward with the lack of star power in All-Star Saturday night. They got to do something to fix it. I heard John Morant talking in the media availability beforehand, talking about how he wouldn't participate in the dunk contest. I just think that's soft, right? That's the problem with these new age kids. And I'm a young dude just like, you know, a lot of the the dudes participating. But the old heads always have, they always got something to say about us and our, our, our unwillingness to compete and go out and go balls to the wall and play hard. And John Morant, Zion Williamson, LeBron, there's so many dudes there's so many dudes who can captivate an audience in a dunk contest. And for some reason, the NBA, once again, uh, missing the ball on All-Star Saturday night. It was definitely a dud uh, in its entirety if I had to rate the entire thing. But who knows, man? Tonight, we'll have the official All-Star game. There's a little bit of a wrinkle to that. Uh, I believe they'll be selecting uh, the reserves and, and who's going to be on whose team right before tip-off. So somebody's going to end up getting picked last. I know that's one thing uh, all the players were dreading. So we'll see, man, if the actual All-Star game itself can make up for whatever the hell we saw last night uh, during All-Star Saturday night. Just getting rolling here, though, on this Sunday edition of Overtime. You all know how I get down to the People Show. Tapping with me all show long, one of three ways. MGM National Harbor listener lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Uh, It's the same handle on Instagram as well. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. More fallout from the hire of Eric Bieniemy as the commander's new offensive coordinator. We know he was the architect of the explosive Chiefs offense for the past five years, but now he's in D.C. 
The question is, who stands to benefit the most from the arrival of Eric Bieniemy? I'll tell you what I think next. This is the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Big news of the weekend, though, like I mentioned, I broke about Friday night before my show, Overtime, um, Eric Bieniemy officially inked to a deal to be the Washington Commanders' uh, next offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. I said it off the top, man. This is, right now on, the, on its surface, the premier move to me of the Ron Rivera era, man. Ever since, you know, Coach Rivera's gotten here, defensively, this group clearly, you know, led the way, right? The defense is where most of the talent exists on this roster, that's where most of their money is allocated on this roster. So we knew the defense uh, had an opportunity to be special. But, you know, the last three seasons offensively, uh, they've had a revolving door at the quarterback position. And Scott Turner was a first-time offensive coordinator. And, you know, eventually Ron Rivera's patience ran thin. Um, and, and Scott Turner gets the axe uh, after week 18 against Dallas. And yesterday, man, Eric Bieniemy officially hired, and I think, it's got the opportunity to have a long-term impact on this franchise. I know it's hard to look too far into the future with this team because of the impending sale, but if Eric Bieniemy can get things humming here offensively and this defense continues to play at the level that they've been playing at, Washington has a chance for his first double-digit win season in quite some time. Washington has the opportunity to win a playoff game for the first time in quite some time. Eric Bieniemy, to me, man, when, when do you remember the last time Washington's been able to acquire a premier candidate at, at a coaching spot or a position of that matter, man? The Eric Bieniemy thing will have a trickle-down effect, not just on the offense, but on the defense as well. I'm curious to see, though, what his first order of business is. What happens next? Because we still have a lot to sort through when it comes to Eric Bieniemy and this commander's offense. He's got to put his staff together. Uh, we've got to figure out, you know, who they're going to potentially be targeting in free agency. A lot of dominoes uh, that still have, have yet to fall uh, with the Eric Bieniemy stuff. But 
on its surface, man, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the move. And it got me thinking, man, when you bring in a coach of this caliber, somebody that's got the track record of an Eric Bieniemy, who stands to benefit the most, right? Who's going to end up being the biggest beneficiary of this hire? And for me, man, it's a couple of options that could potentially be the biggest beneficiary. But to me, it's very simple. Rookie fifth-round pick Sam Howe. To me, I think Sam Howe stands to benefit the most uh, from the hire of Eric Bieniemy. We know EB is going to do his best to tailor the offense to best fit the personnel, right? And I think that's where it starts. When I was out there this summer at training camp, I came back and, and said it every day I was out there. Wow, man, most of the time, this Sam Howe kid really impressed me. There was a reason why, you know, folks were considering him a first-round pick before his final season in North Carolina. But imagine imagine the success he would have in an offense that was tailored specifically to his strengths. And that's the thing that Eric Bieniemy is going to try to do, and that's what he's known for doing, right? That's the track record of a guy like an Eric Bieniemy, man. And really, when you look at all the assistants from, from Andy Reid's tree, Mike Kafka with the New York Giants, I mean, they're – hell-bent on tailoring the offense to the strength of their quarterback. We saw Daniel Jones run more in 2022 than we'd ever seen him run. It's no coincidence. Arif Hassan of the Pro Football Network joined the B. Mitch and Finley program on Friday, and he also agreed that Sam Howe stands to be the biggest beneficiary of this Eric Bieniemy offense. To me, there's a lot there that you can take advantage of that we've seen some of these other Andy Reid-style offenses around the league take advantage of. First, I mean, he's a really, really good athlete. He was, I think, third in the NFL when you take away uh, – third in, uh, in the FBS, sorry. When you take away those sacks that the NCAA counts as running plays, he was third in total rushing yards. He was third in yards per attempt among quarterbacks. Uh, he was second in broken tackles uh, as a runner. I mean, he is a remarkable athlete, and uh, North Carolina allowed him to feature that, and I think that an Eric the enemy offense like a lot of Andy Reid offenses, you can go back to Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb, or you can go to Mike Kafka with Daniel Jones. They featured that kind of athleticism as an asset that they want to use. So I think we'll see a lot of that. Howell, of course, played in an RPO-style system with Larry Fedora at North Carolina. That system makes reads a little bit easier, and so it's kind of difficult to get a good read on what that quarterback can do with a full field. But I think they'll implement a lot of those RPOs maybe include classic read options to make Sam Howell's athleticism be something. If they can fix his release, which is kind of looping kind of long, I think they also want to implement a timing-oriented offense that's going to take advantage of what players like Terry McLaurin can do after the catch. I mean, he's really comfortable just taking the ball right off the snap and throwing it right away, one two-step drop. And I think that that's something that they want to maximize inside the Washington offense. That's Arif Hassan of the Pro Football Network. He hopped on with B. Mitch and Finley on Friday. And, and clearly, you know, from what you heard from, from Arif, a lot to be you know, optimistic about when it comes to Sam Howell and his potential uh, in this Washington Commanders offense. The biggest thing for me that's gotten me excited is, look, the one thing that Scott Turner was criticized for, one of several things, actually, that Scott Turner was criticized for was not was not playing to the strengths of the guys on the roster, right? They had this system that they had in place with that Air Coriel attack, and basically they were just going to try to fit everyone in and not really play to their strengths. That is what Eric Bieniemy's calling card is. That is what Eric Bieniemy is known for. That's why I think, man, Sam Howell has the opportunity uh, to really take a massive step forward. 
And think about this, how comfortable Sam Howell looked in that Week 18 game against Dallas. That's after learning and going through a system all year long that really does not fit the strengths of Sam Howell. Arif kind of alluded to it. This young man is a super athlete, right? And you saw it in the Week 18 game when he was taking off and running the football. The kid's got wheels, uh, and he did it at the college level, man. In his final season uh, in North Carolina, Sam Howell runs for 828 yards and 11 touchdowns, right? So the guy's not running around with ankle weights tied to his ankles, correct? Like, this is a kid who's athletic. The one thing I do disagree with with Hassan is the release. That's one of the things that I know a lot of folks on this coaching staff and within that building were excited about, his ability to get the football out of his hands quickly and he was accurate and shows great touch and timing, the ball placement. Everything that you want in the starting NFL quarterback, Sam Howell possessed that uh, in that Week 18 game against Dallas. But the thing that we all need to remember about Sam Howell and, and think about when we talk about this situation, he's not being listed as the guy going into 2023 just based on the Week 18 performance against Dallas. They got to watch him all season long, how he works, how he takes care of his body, how he's you know translating stuff from the meeting room to the field. I think all of that led them to say, hey, look, yes, it's a risk because he's the fifth-round quarterback, but the kid's oozing with talent. Let's see what happens if we can get him coached up. They already got the personnel offensively with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel. I mean, the sky could be, you know, the limit for Sam Howell. I just wonder, you know, how quickly he's going to get up to speed with what Eric Bieniemy wants from him. And then ultimately, what is Eric Bieniemy going to run? You know, are they going to feature Sam Howell's athleticism? We know Ron Rivera and company said it in their end-of-season media availability. They want to run the football. They want to bludgeon people, beat you up, and win from within. But with the personnel that Washington's got on the outside, it's going to be hard to tell Eric Bieniemy, hey, look, we only want Sam Howell dropping back and throwing the football 20 to 25 times a game. I think once Sam gets comfortable in this offense, it'll be very evident that this young man's got the goods. I just wonder who else benefits the most from, from Eric Bieniemy coming here. The skill position guys, I think, are the next group uh, who will benefit the most, specifically the tight end room with Cole Turner and Armani Rogers. Last year, uh, it felt like Washington didn't have tight ends on the roster, right? It felt like they were never featured in the passing attack. Well, if y'all are football junkies like I am, you understand that the tight end for years has been one of the staples of an Andy Reid-led attack, right? The tight ends generally you know, play a big role and all the different variations of Andy Reid's offense. Look at Doug Peterson to Philadelphia, how Goddard was used. You know, there's, you know, multiple examples of this. But the thing about Cole Turner and Armani Rogers that intrigued me the most is their ability to block, right? We saw them use Cole Turner as an inline blocker on several occasions last year. And for a guy who was more known for his receiving prowess at Nevada, he showed that he's tough, tough as nails, man. This kid has the ability, you know, to 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 go in and get his face dirty, so to speak, in the running game. The one thing that I think will be exposed or utilized best with Eric Bieniemy is all 6'6 of that frame of Cole Turner. I remember being out there at training camp, you know, when Terry McLaurin wasn't on the field or wasn't making plays, it was Jahan Dotson. And if it wasn't Jahan Dotson, it was Cole Turner. And the crazy thing is, once we get to the regular season, Cole's obviously dealing with the hamstring injury, so we didn't get to see him featured in the passing game as much. But make no mistake about it, he's got the ability uh, you all know about Armani Rodgers. Uh, before he got hurt, he was featured in the passing game as well, the, the converted quarterback turned tight end. Uber athlete, and I just think when Eric Bieniemy 
gets his staff in place and they put together the package of offensive sets and plays that they want to run, you are definitely going to see the tight end featured uh, more than we're accustomed to. The other guy who I think stands to benefit the most is Terry McLaurin, right? Think about what Terry McLaurin's had to deal with here uh, in his first five seasons in the National Football League. Instability at the quarterback position. And last year, for some reason, it felt like they couldn't get Terry McLaurin the football whenever they wanted to. Well, I know for damn sure that's not going to be the case with Eric Bieniemy, and here's why. We know Terry McLaurin is the team's best offensive weapon, right? Just how last year in Kansas City, with the departure of Tyreek Hill, folks knew that Travis Kelsey was the most explosive, best weapon in that Kansas City offense. They tried to double him. They tried to roll coverages towards his way. There was nothing you could do defensively to stop Eric Bieniemy from getting the football in Travis Kelsey's hands. I think... Terry McLaurin, you know, stands to benefit from that as well, man. That's the one thing that gets me really, really excited about, you know, Eric Bieniemy and him coming here to Washington. The best players on the best teams touch the football consistently. We didn't see that enough last year with Terry McLaurin. I hope with Eric Bieniemy in town, man, that, that changes because it's got to. It's got to. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, the Commanders made one of the biggest splashes of the Ron Rivera era this weekend, hiring former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy but not with backlash from some key members of the NFL community. I'll explain more next. This is the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Washington Commanders are able to come to terms with former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy on a deal that will not only make Bieniemy the team's next offensive coordinator and play caller, uh, he'll also serve as the team's assistant head coach as well. So a bumping title uh, for Eric Bieniemy. And despite those details of, of the contract being very blatant and clear, a lot of folks across the National Football League in a frenzy, so to speak, about Eric Bieniemy leaving Kansas City for the Washington Commanders. Here's ESPN personality Emmanuel Acho uh, talking about the move. I just saw this Eric Bieniemy news. It's so incredibly stupid. If he coaches the Commanders, that'd be the dumbest thing he could do. Identify the problem, and then you can identify to the solution. Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach because he's coaching under Andy Reid. Matt Nagy became a head coach coaching under Andy Reid. Doug Peterson became and is still a head coach coaching under Andy Reid. So Andy Reid's not the problem. If Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach because he's black, well, coaching the commanders ain't going to take away his blackness. If Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach because something happened criminally in his past, well, coaching the commanders ain't going to change his history. So coaching the commanders is not going to all of a sudden prove that Eric Bieniemy is a quality and competent head coach. I don't know, maybe the Chiefs winning two Super Bowls in the last four years while he's been the offensive coordinator should prove that. If Matt Nagy can become a head coach, and Doug Peterson can become a head coach while coaching offensively under Andy Reid, then Eric Bieniemy should be able to as well. Furthermore, Bieniemy, don't go to the commanders and have to suffer because the NFL don't want you to have a head coaching job. No. Keep winning your Super Bowls under Andy Reid, and if you need to sue the NFL for collusion in years to come, then do that. But don't go suffer because they got something against you. Strong, strong take from uh, Emmanuel Acho of uh, FS1 Speak for Yourself. And this is really what Emmanuel said has echoed the sentiments of a lot of folks in NFL circles, feeling like the move that Eric Bieniemy made was either a lateral move or some folks like Emmanuel have gone as far as to say it's taking a step back. Just really think about it. And I'm a Washington Commanders fan through and through. Think about the organizational hierarchy of, over in Kansas City with the Hunt family and the relationship between Andy Reid and uh, Brett Veach in that front office. Like that is one of the, best-run organizations and not just the NFL, but all the professional sports. So folks are looking at Eric Bieniemy like, well, why would you leave that ideal prime situation to come to Washington, right, where you've got a head coach in Ron Rivera whose job security is unknown, uh, the quarterback position, clearly a downgrade when you go from Patrick Mahomes uh, to Sam Howell. And I say this to those folks, man. Anybody out here who thinks the move is lateral, clearly doesn't understand the way the National Football League works, right? Because let's be honest. We all know Eric Bieniemy had heavy involvement uh, in the game planning over in Kansas City, right? But this is different. Think about the opportunity that's being presented to Eric Bieniemy here in D.C. First of all, let's talk about why it took so long for this deal to get done. You know why? Because Ron Rivera and company have given Eric Bieniemy complete autonomy as to how he wants to make and shape his offensive staff. That wasn't the case for him in Kansas City. He didn't have that much power and say so. The bump in title. He's now officially an assistant head coach. He's never been an assistant head coach before in this league. Look at it from a responsibility standpoint. Eric Bieniemy is now going to be the one in charge of creating the game plan each and every week. 
Eric Bieniemy is going to be the guy leading offensive practices because the way that Ron Rivera does things, the coordinators have complete autonomy as to what's going on on their side of the football. So anyone who thinks this is a lateral move doesn't get it. Now, I understand the frustration surrounding Eric Bieniemy and the fact that he hasn't you know, gotten the opportunity to be a head coach yet. I get that. I'm not stupid, right? I understand. But what is he supposed to do? Continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? That is the damn definition of insanity. If you weren't going to get a head coaching job working under Andy Reid in Kansas City, why not take your talents elsewhere and get a bump in pay? You get job security for the first time in a while? Think about this. And I didn't, couldn't even believe this. He's been the offensive coordinator for Kansas City the past five seasons. Do you realize in each of those five seasons, he's been on a one-year deal? So this is long, well, as long-term as you can get. It's a multi-year deal uh, for Eric Bieniemy. I believe our buddy John Kahn by the John, John Kahn report saying it's a two-year deal. But think about it. Just the fact that you've got job security beyond this year is incredible. And the, the situation here in Washington isn't as bleak and grim as some folks out there in the national media might paint it out to be, right? I feel like a lot of a lot of the opinions surrounding the Washington Commanders and what we've got going on here in D.C., a lot of it's shaped around the incompetency of Dan Snyder as an owner, right? People's opinions of the franchise and the organization are shaped and colored negatively because of Dan Snyder, and I get that. Dan Snyder's got a sketchy track record, and hasn't always handled business the right way. But, man, what Washington's got here on the offensive side of the football is one of the best wide receiving cores in the game. They got one of the best running back rooms in the game. And they've got a young quarterback in Sam Howell who's oozing with upside and potential, right? There's a consensus across the National Football League that when Washington selected Sam Howell last year in the fifth round, a lot of folks in draft pundits were calling it the best value pick of the entire draft. So to sit here and act like Washington is starved for talent is a joke. It's a damn joke. Think about it this way. As an offensive coordinator, what's the better situation for you? A good defense or a mediocre defense? Because let's be honest about what Kansas City tried it out on the field this year defensively. They were mediocre. Running out with rookie cornerbacks. The best player defensively they have is Chris Jones. But outside of that, Not a ton of household names. You come here to Washington, and you're coming to arguably a top five defense in the entire National Football League. It becomes much easier to do your job as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator when you know your defense through hell or high water isn't going to give up 21 or more points. And for the better part of of last season, that's the group that Washington was on defense. So to act like this is some lateral move for Eric Biennemi and that, you know, he's taking a step down I'm not hearing none of that. I personally am not. And it gets frustrated, frustrating because everything that Washington does seems to have a dark cloud over it from the national media's perspective. For folks that aren't around this town and around this city and around this fan base on a day-to-day basis, I don't give a damn what an Emmanuel Acho has to say. Louis Riddick was on Twitter busting off about how he shouldn't have had to do this. Guess what? Guess what? There have been injustices throughout this country for as long as my grandparents have been born, right? Think about a Martin Luther King or a Rosa Parks, folks that were fighting for their right to have, you know, equal rights. You know what I'm saying? 
So when you look at Eric Bieniemy, him taking this job in Washington and continuing to fight the good fight, so to speak, I think only helps his cause and helps the cause for other black candidates around the league. There's nothing you can do to deter these brothers from going out and trying to achieve their dream, and that's being a head coach. But let's be real about the National Football League for a second, right? Because I don't want to sound like I'm oblivious to the situation. Clearly, these white owners have a preference when they get into these rooms. Think about this. Think about this. Well, while Eric Bieniemy was the Chiefs offensive coordinator for five seasons, five seasons he was the Chiefs offensive coordinator, during that time spirit, five black coaches were hired as head coaches. Brian Flores in Miami, David Culley in Houston got fired after a year, Lovey Smith in Houston got fired after a year. Todd Bowles gets promoted this past March when Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay steps down. And then D'Amico Ryans was just hired in Houston. So clearly, the NFL has a diversity problem when it comes to the head coaching spot. While Eric Bieniemy was the Chiefs OC, 23 NFL teams had head coaching vacancies. Had head coaching vacancies, excuse me. Only two organizations filled that with a black candidate. So clearly there is an issue amongst the National Football League with the diversity at the head coaching spot. And it's not just Eric Bieniemy; It's Steve Wilkes, who was the interim coach in Carolina, having to be now the defensive coordinator for Kyle Shanahan with the Niners. There's Jim Caldwell, who was the head coach in Indianapolis and Detroit, never had a losing season, yet can't get a job as a head coach. So to act like, to act like we're oblivious to this and to act like that there isn't a problem is one thing. But don't slam Eric Bieniemy for going out and trying to do what's best for him and his family. Why, did, why should he have to deal with folks coming at him saying, yeah, bro, you settled. You know you're better than that. How do you think that makes Eric feel? I know he's flattered by it because a lot of folks are speaking highly of him. But damn, can I go do me? Can I get from under the wing of Andy Reid? I don't have a problem with it at all. I just think folks in the NFL circles right now are angry, not at just the Eric Bieniemy situation, but the way that our black candidates are getting treated across the National Football League. Clearly, there's some injustice going on. But as all good fights happen, it takes time. It takes time. I don't know how long it's going to take. Uh, but saying that Eric Bieniemy coming here is a step down or a lateral move simply based on it being Kansas City versus Washington makes you sound a little bit ignorant, right? Uh, Eric Bieniemy though, officially in as a new offensive coordinator here in D.C. The work doesn't stop there, though. Free agency set to open up in the second week of March. I'll give you four Kansas City Chiefs who could potentially be following Eric Bieniemy to D.C. That's next here on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. talking all things burgundy and gold. The big news of the weekend, Washington able to ink former Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy uh, to a deal to be the team's next offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. It's time for you all to vent on this, right? I want to take the temperature of the burgundy and gold fan base. 
1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. How you all feeling? How are you feeling about the signing of Eric Bieniemy, man? To me, I said it off the top, this has a chance to be one of these signature moves and hires of the Ron Rivera era. It's all about whether or not Eric Bieniemy can get the most out of the personnel Washington has right now uh, on offense. The Heap underscore 21 tweets at me. It says, great hearing you now. Keep killing the game. I appreciate you, Lauren. Uh, anybody else who wants to tweet at me, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I'll hit Mitch in the jersey before we take a timeout. What's going on, Mitch? Hello? Mitch, what's going on, buddy? Hello? Mitch, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, I got moved to a different part of the house. Um, how you doing? Um, you know, no pressure on Ron Rivera, you know, wink, wink. Uh, with the great hiring of Eric Bonani, I think get a tight end. You're a set running backs. You got good wide receivers. Be kind of you'd be mimicking Kansas City. But wouldn't you think? I think Andy Reid only has one year left. I think he's gonna retire after one more year. The guy's in his sixties. He's won two already. He's been a lot of championships and a couple, a few Super Bowls. The way he's two and two. Um, you think you might leave? Well, Ron Reid doesn't do well this year. I think you, you got your replacement. I think Andy Reid's got one year left, and um, could he leave us? Could he leave the commanders? Take yeah. that job. Very interesting, man. Mitch, I appreciate the call. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, your calls, 1-800-636-1067. Trying to take the temperature of the Burgundy and Gold fan base. How you feeling after the hire of Eric Bieniemy? That's next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.